Hey, this is Adam McKay. And this is Will Farrell. Thanks for downloading this podcast on podcastone.com. You didn't have to do it, and we appreciate it. We appreciate your time and your consideration. You're busy. you got better things to do. And please go see Anchorman 2. That's that's the other thing we wanted to tell you. We wanted to say that so you go see it. You know what? You don't have to, though, honestly. You already downloaded this. That's probably enough. enough. (laughs) But if you get some more energy, if you feel like doing an additional thing, go see Anchorman 2. No pressure. Totally up to you. Anchorman 2 is in theaters Friday, December 20th. Podcast1.com is available right now. All right, now, if you're hiring, where do you post your job to find the best candidates? With so many job boards out there, who knows which one's going to produce real talent? If you want to fill that position fast with the perfect candidate, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. Wouldn't it be nice if you could do that without wasting a ton of time? With ZipRecruiter.com, that is capital Z, Zip, and capital R, Recruiter, now there is. With ZipRecruiter.com, you'll post to 40-plus job sites all at once with a single click. ZipRecruiter also posts your job on social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight the best candidates for you. Then you can screen them, rate them, and hire the right people quick. Try ZipRecruiter free to find out why they've been used by over 100,000 businesses. So right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter.com for free, but you must go to ZipRecruiter.com forward slash classic. That is ZipRecruiter with a capital Z and a capital R. ZipRecruiter.com forward slash classic. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter forward slash classic. Ah, yes, seems like only yesterday, but it was March 10th, 1996, Nancy Sinatra. I'll miss that little girl. Oh, she's still alive. Either way, it was uh, Nancy. I remember she came in. I remember I was a little bit nervous. I mean, I'd been doing Loveline for like six months, but I'd been hearing about her for like my entire life. So she came in. She did a uh, Playboy spread. We uh, did a little leafing through the Playboy. That's right. And we talked about her pops. That's right. Of course, her father's. Obviously, you know, Dean Martin. Oh, right. Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah, that was stupid. There is Nancy Sinatra. Yeah, right. Anyway, she was a uh, delight, little kooky, lived in the valley. That's all I remember. Well, I'll tell you what I know now. Stamps.com. Ah, oh, these days. You get anything on demand. You get the show on demand. Hmm? Are you still going to the post office? What? No. You get postage on demand with Stamps.com. Unlike the post office, Stamps.com never closes. That's right. They're open 3010. I've rounded up from 24-7. You can buy and print official U.S. postage right from your own desk. You've got a special offer. you got a promo code CLL. That's right. Use our promo code CLL. There's a no-risk trial. $110 bonus offer includes a digital scale and 55 bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in CLL. That's stamps.com. Promo code CLL and enjoy your classic love line. Love line is meant for an adult audience. Love line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Now, here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Hey, hey, let me get the phone numbers out. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 
854-4455. That is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And tonight we have none other than Nancy Sinatra coming in. I have her uh, May '95 Playboy issue, four ninety-five. It was extra expensive that year, that month. No, it should have been for Nancy because God knows people have been waiting thirty years to get a peek at them boots. But uh, the point is, is and I just noticed because I never buy them. Mm. They're, I, they're just mailed to you. No, I don't even do that. I'm too cheap for even the prescription. But I get roommates. Who prescribe to Playboy and then I pill for them? For you, it may be a prescription. For most people, it's a subscription. Oh, subscription. <laughs> All right. Well, we're off to a banner start. You know, it was one of those things where I said prescription and my little voice in my head went, that's not right. No, for you, it is a prescription, though. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I could write it off. And the fact that I rub it on myself makes it topical. All right. <laughs> prescription. Hey, Drew, what'd you do this weekend? I, uh,. Tired my kids out, take them to a playground. I ran, exercised, wrote a, wrote a lecture I have to give in 10 days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Performed an opera? No. I admitted a bunch of people to the hospital. I have a better productive weekend. Now, when you say admitted people to the hospital, does that mean you ran over a crowded bus stop? No, or I mean, you people, actually people worked there? Just ha- yeah, I went there. I went and admitted my uh-huh. patients. Know what I did? Uh. I watched Radio Days by Woody Allen. Uh. Genius. I saw... What the hell was that movie? Species. You just saw it and you can't remember what, the, what it was? Well, you, you can't know, remember the name. Well, it's not like they keep saying the uh, name throughout uh, the movie. You uh, watch the movie. You uh, know, you got to look else? at the jacket. I walked around in my bathrobe. I pondered life. There's there's a couple things missing from your weekend that you haven't... Oh, the whole masturbatory no, and No, I mean, thing? not just that, but napping. Napping. I napped heavily. Oh, I bought a new pillow. Ah, yes, big any, weekend, very productive. Anything that helps the napping. That's good. And what use, I bought a new sheet, by the way. It's kind of scary when you're getting... 200 threads new... in this sheet, apparently. Yeah. Pure cotton. But what use is a fitted sheet if the goddamn thing pops off about two hours into REM? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How with the fitted sheets, right, you right. pull it around the corner, right. it sucks in real tight, everything looks good. Then... You didn't buy the right size sheet, I suppose. Is that what it was? Yeah. All right, we're going to the phones because I think we're boring everyone with our own personal problems Matt. here. Sean? Yeah. You're on Loveline. How's you going? Good. Um, yeah, I've been going out with my girlfriend for like four months. And, um, well, we see each other about like three times at the most a week. And, um, and. Is that her in the background? Yeah, no, that's my mom. Yeah. Um, well, like, like last night we went out and everything goes great when we go out. But, um, you know, when I, like, drop her off and, like, throughout today, I get, like, really depressed. You know, like, I don't understand why, but I just do. You have trouble being away from her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Is this, I mean, your, is this the first relationship like this you've had? No, I've had, um, like, this is a second serious relationship and, right. um, my, um, first one. Yeah. Like, the same thing pretty much. But right. We saw more of each other and, um... And she, like, broke up with me. How long did that one last for? That was two months. Yeah. And can, I, can I give my two, put in my two cents here? Yeah, go ahead, Adam. I think if you see somebody as much as you want to see somebody, if you have sex with somebody as much as you want to have sex with somebody, if you lie around, eat popcorn, and watch bad movies as much as you want to lie around, eat popcorn, and watch bad movies with someone, your relationship is going to be over in about a month. Oh, yeah. It, it will. 
it is good that you're forced to go separate ways. To, to keep some spark in it. Yeah, it, some, it, re- some... it really is true. It's like, it's why, uh, we're back to the pizza analogy, you know? If, 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 if the slices never ran out, you would probably gorge yourself, vomit, and never be able to enjoy it again. Well, yeah, but, like, I don't think it's, like, natural to get this, dep- I mean, get really depressed about it. What, what was your upbringing like? Well, I was like, I was really, I was obese throughout my junior high and high school years, yeah. and I never got a, had a girlfriend. And when I lost the weight, you know, it, everything changed. How about your family? What was that like? Oh, my family? Yeah. Well, my, my mom and dad got divorced when I was about six. Can, can you see how losing and being away from things that you really care deeply about could be sort of desperate for you? Could cause a fear that you're going to lose them or re- rekindle that pain, perhaps, that you yeah. felt? Yeah, you know, and so it's 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 not weird. It's it's natural enough given the circumstances you came up in. And and a week is is a hell of a long time. I was just thinking about this today. I mean, when I I, I could remember being having a part with the one I loved on a Sunday night, knowing yeah. I'm not going to see him again till Friday night, thinking. Jesus, I may fall in love three or four times before that, or, or who right. knows? If something we may, could happen, you could lose them. California may crack yeah. off, we may slide into the ocean, right, right. whatever. But the point is, is now you go, oh, Christ, this is coming right around the yeah. corner. I mean, yeah. it, it, it gets faster as you go along, Sean. And, and, Sean, I don't know that we can say anything or that you can even do anything to make those feelings really go away. I uh, mean, she's, I, like, she's really smart, and she's going to be going away to college probably um, oh boy. after summer. That's yeah. Like been on my mind ever since we've been going out. No, it's gonna be tough. It's and be she tough. hasn't found out where she's accepted yet, so I'm like really stressing over that. And she tries yeah. to tell me not to, but you know I just can't help e- it. Eventually, if you sort of smother her so much with these feelings, you may push her away. In fact, yeah. So be careful. I mean, just try to temper yourself. Try to contain some of these feelings. Understand where they're coming from. Uh, understand. Just express it to her what your concerns are and what your fears are and how strongly you feel about things. And yeah. Uh, you, and you as you as you. This is something you will learn to cope with as you get older, I suspect. Yeah, I guess so. All right, Sean. And one more thing. Yeah. Like, okay, um, this is the same thing. You know, I'm in love with her. Yeah. And um, she doesn't, like, I haven't told her, like, since, like, like a lot, like a month ago. And she doesn't like me saying it. She, like, thinks it's too soon or something, and I don't. All right, Sean, listen, listen. Yeah. Listen. I want you to do something for me. What's that? I want you to unzip your skirt. I want you to (laughs) drop it down. I want you to kick it in the fireplace. I want you to put on some dungarees. Do you know what I'm saying, Sean? This is this is the problem. You're getting too gushy. You're like a, a big fat Jewish mother. That's just what Nobody I mean. wants that. You know what women want? They want that guy from Outlaw. You know what I'm talking about? Lorenzo Lamas. When a guy rides a motorcycle with no helmet and rarely wears a shirt, even during the episodes where it's snowing, he's wearing a, a vest and no shirt on underneath. Do you I understand? Guy, but... All right, you're good looking, except for the stretch marks, right? Yeah. Okay. How'd you know? <laughs> well, oh, how do you get rid of get this job because I'm an idiot, Sean. Sean, listen. Yeah. Toughen up a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get some hobbies. All right? Yeah. And stop whining. All right, you're the man. Good, good luck, right. John. Go, girl. Yeah, he's 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 being a little. Women say they want compassion. Women say they want understanding. Women say they want a man that shares their. Not afraid to cry, but don't cry in front of any women. You're going to be in trouble. Let me tell you right now. And don't ask them. Could I kiss you? They don't want that either. 
they say they want these things. They want these things, but they want to they want to get to it. They don't want you to wear it like a like a bad medallion. They their job. Women want to scrape away the harsh veneer and get to the gooey nougat inside. That stuff is a gooey nougat. It should be running through you, but it should not be on the outside collecting flies, dirt, and twigs. Am I right, Drew? Well, I mean, there there is strength in being sensitive too. I mean, you don't have to be passive and frightened to be sensitive. Right. So, but they want Lorenzo Lamas with the tattoo and the leather vest saying, "I just need to be held." But Damn. they want to look at that Damn. and hear him say that. Right. You know what I mean? They right. don't want to see it. Am right. I right? Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're always right. <laughs> Just push the button. <laughs> Thank you. Annette. Yes. You're on Love Line. Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Annette. I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Uh, my cousin, she's 22, and she's just found out that she's pregnant with her first child. Mm-hmm. And she found out that she got herpes from her boyfriend. The same guy that impregnated her. Right. Mm. And, and, and she's following that pattern that is only too common today, which is you have a child first. Right. And then you have the relationship, and then you have a marriage. Right. Maybe. Right. right. Isn't that how it goes these days? I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> and and her doctor said that herpes, you can never get rid of it. It's mm-hmm. not, it's like a that is correct. There's no cure. That is correct. It's chronic. It recurs. And, yeah. And um, I was wondering how what kind of problems will cause it when she delivers. Uh, sometimes if there's a significant outbreak, the obstetrician will choose to do a cesarean section because ah. the baby can become infected as it's going through the canal. The most serious complication, that would be an eye infection. The herpes can get in the eye of the baby. Oh, you, you mean being dragged past the infected right, area? Right, right, right. Kind of like uh, backing up over those things that say the severe tire damage? Right. So the, she'll end up having to have a C-section? Possibly. possibly. Although, I, as I understand, I, I'm not an obstetrician, but as I understand the obstetrical literature, they are delivering more and more women with uh, um, herpes. But you got to remember, 20% of, uh, 25%, I think, of pregnancies end in c-section anyway right not that they have to but it's just an insurance thing that the hospitals deal with oh come on drew you got to fess up on this one they don't want to deal with complications if it's close boom c-section am i right it it may be motivated out of a concern for legal ramifications yes that Uh, that may part of what oh yes oh yes don't think they're concerned about the patients Plus a few more bucks in it for him, I'd imagine. Am I right, Drew? No, because you got to remember, in these days, it's all capitated. So the less care you give, the more money the hospital makes. Yeah. Wait, it's all capitated? They get a sum of money per number of patients, no matter how much care they give. Oh, really? They they keep whatever's left over at the end of rendering care. So if they give less care, they get to keep more money. Oh, well, okay. Now with that capitation clause, I'll probably go back to the easy way then. You'll be birthing out by the river. <laughs> Thanks, Annette. Good luck. Okay. All right, Annette. Oh, we have the uh, great Nancy Sinatra, who looks like she's making her way into the studio as we speak. But until then, do this one quickly. We're going to go do this one quickly. Chris. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're on Love Line. Hey, Adam, you rock, dude. I love you. Hey, thanks. <laughs> and Drew, you're cool too, but Adam rocks. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, Drew makes a ton of money and is happier than I am. So, see? <laughs> To see, rocking isn't always the best thing. <laughs> anyway, um, I was calling about nitrous. Yeah. Um, a couple of my friends have been doing it at parties a lot, and I was just curious, you know, like what are, like, I heard brain damage kind of like whacking yourself in the head with a or or. A, yeah, a little bit. That's a good, didn't you say that? I think I may have said snow said shovel, but bat. or will yeah, do. You said baseball bat. Oh, yeah. okay. That's that's a reasonable analogy. That's a reasonable analogy. Um, 
you know, there's a couple things that concern me about nitrous. One is that it's an anesthetic. And for, mm-hmm. for me, if somebody's going to administer anesthesia to me, it's not going to be a friend of mine in somebody's living room, <laughs> right? Uh, there are all the cardiac complications, respiratory complications inherent mm-hmm. in that. Not to mention, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen people do, like, nitrous at raves, but they fall on their face all the time. They stand up and stand it up at a... Just giggle. No, they fall down. A lot of people pass out. No, there, there is a certain inherent danger. I mean, if you stand straight up and then you just go limp... You go you down. Can easily whack your right. head on the side of a coffee right. table. Right. Now that's not that's the least of my concerns. There also have been these neuropathies associated with that is to say, you, your your motor function starting in your feet and moving up tend to become impaired, such that you ultimately can't breathe. And I've seen cases in people who use a lot of nitrous where they get psychotic. They begin like, to get, like what's a lot though? I mean, uh, I've only seen it in dentists who have a lot of access to it. I have some dentists who are addicted to nitrous. Oh, really? Yeah. Like little for you, little for me. Probably all day long. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, who could resist? There it is. Boom. You know, for lunch. Are you telling me something? <laughs> well, I'm not a dentist. I haven't even been to the dentist in three years. All right. Screw that damn dentist. Uh, dentistry. It's witchcraft, I tell you. Every right. six months. My ass. All right, Chris. Teeth right, are perfectly for... clean. Bye-bye. Teeth never felt better. Nancy? Yeah. <laughs> what did we do? Is she on now? Am I on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear her. Do you hear her? No. You don't? Do am you I hear her? Oh, there I am. Hello. Hello. We have the lovely Nancy Hi. Sinatra. Hi. Hi, everybody. So you're in here. I'm in here. Haven't been here since I did Larry King's show from here last time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah his it's pictures. a great place, this studio. His picture's up on the wall. Where? Out right in the front there. What is B. Arthur doing here behind you with a little balloon that says Adam on it? She's a fan. Ah. <laughs> I'm actually stalking her, and uh, somebody oh, somebody faxed over a shot of her. One of her better shots, too. Always, always, you know, she's kind of missing the chin there. But uh, we... She's in a play now. It's doing really well, huh? Oh, she is? With Renee Taylor and Joe Bologna. Really? Yep. I have to kill both of them because I'm stalking her. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Nancy, you have your 30th anniversary of these boots were made for walking. Mm-hmm. Coming up here in, uh, at, at the, the Hard, Hard Rock, Rock on yeah. the 12th. And now that's 7 o'clock? Uh-huh, 7 o'clock at the Hard Rock on Beverly Boulevard. Right. It's going to be fun. Uh, just come by and have something to eat with us. Open we're, to the public? Uh-huh. Yeah, what we're doing is I'm 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 giving them some um, souvenirs, you know, some memorabilia, a pair of white high-heeled boots. and. Now, are they the boots? Was there the boots? The boots, I don't know. Those bit the dust a long time ago. I, I don't know where those are anymore. But, uh, yeah, they're all the boots, I guess, if they look that way. They have that old kind of go-go look right. to them. You and know? they're kind of, people call them Nancy Sinatra boots. They do? Yeah, they do. Don't don't they? Jeez, that's Come nice. on, Drew, pipe up. That's this good. is radio. Adam, you're right. Sake. You're look right. at him like a <laughs> dog in the back of a car. <sighs> that's got to be nice. Yeah, I'm looking to have like uh, some paraphernalia named after me. Like what? Well, like a lot of listeners know I like to dump a lot of talc. Uh, down my shorts before I leave the house. Oh, so yeah. maybe some sort of talc jock or, you know, something. I'm looking. Oh, well, you can think of something more romantic than that. Come more on. More romantic than the talc, talc jock? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I anything? I mean, you're, look, you're sizing me up. You see I'm an attractive man. I'll figure it out by the time I leave here. <laughs> <laughs> talc jock. All right. Now let's talk a little bit more about Nancy here, who, who obviously, daughter of, of Frank, and I'm sure you just get a ton of that. Or, or have your entire life. But but what kind of people were coming by the house? I mean, were you having 
One who just died yesterday, George Mm. Burns. George Burns used to come by the house. You know what? Think about George Burns. I suspect uh, foul play. (laughs) I really do. It's it's surprising somebody would die at that age, isn't it? Well, I'm just saying, 100 years. You can make a lot of enemies in 100 years. (laughs) Not George. (laughs) (laughs) Is that wrong? Well, you die after 100, you can say what you want. Am I right? Right. I mean, he's like, he's older than Abe Lincoln, for Christ's sake. We can say what we want. He had a great life. We should all live to be 100. That's right. That's right. All right. So George used to come by the house. Any mm-hmm. any big names? Any who? Any any big names? Vomit at the house or anything <laughs> like that? I'm I'm into that. <laughs> I don't know. I was a little girl. Come on. But I don't like know. anyone like like Joey Bishop or 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 Buddy Hackett or something ever come in and like get loaded and maybe like destroy something? Well, they all or, got loaded. Of course, they all got loaded in those days. And, and where where was the house? Uh, in West L.A. Uh huh. And and would would uh, would Dad have like a card night or something where the where the Rat Pack would come by? Sure, card night. And well, actually, they used to play cards all day long. Right out out by the pool, wearing those funny terry cloth wrap around things no, with the just, monogram. No, just trunks. You know, oh. getting a little. Buddy Hackett and trunks can be a little scary. <laughs> getting a few rays, you know, just <laughs> hanging out. All right, so then how? Well, no way. I don't, you don't want to give away your age because we know the thirty. We, we do, we do. I was born in nineteen forty. All right, I'm going to do some quick math here. Holy mackerel! Fifty-six years old. You don't mind if I look at the Playboy while you're here, do uh, you? No. That doesn't make you uncomfortable. No, I'm proud of my age. But you wouldn't like if I touch myself. I, I wouldn't not? like it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. You mean on the radio? No, I wouldn't like it. Drew would get uncomfortable with that because I right, Drew. You you know you know these damn play they put all these stupid inserts in here so you flick right to like the brute ad and you go right past the nudity. True, find find Nancy. It's in the Come back. On. All right, now Nancy, we're going to go to the calls. You're yeah. going to help us out, right? Okay. You know how this stuff goes? Because I, I don't. I have two daughters. I I, I sort of do. Oh, sort okay. of know. All right, Jay. Hello. Hey, you're on Love Line with Adam Kroll, Doctor Drew, and Nancy Sinatra. Hello, how are you? Hi. Uh, we're all good. Oops. That's Jay. Jay. Uh, you're Jay. Yeah, I'm Jay. Um, I have been in the last few years discovering that I've been getting into relationships where it's almost like the girl's in a way bad for me, but I go for that more and I get obsessive and almost, well, I'm I'm basically pushing them away. And then the girls that want to come around me, I don't want anything to do with and I treat them like crap. Yes. This Um, is the oldest question. Do you understand, Jay? No, I don't. I mean, this is a problem that has been going on since the since since Adam and Eve. Okay. Nancy, what do you, what's your take on it? Oh, Drew just got and Drew. It took him like ten minutes to get to this. Lord knows. What well, he was you doing. know what? I want to ask Doctor Drew this because I've always heard that men and women seek out their mothers for the sometimes. The, okay, but see what's happening depending on the on the so person it, and the problems. I'm just wondering, Jay, if you if the people you like are like your mom or not like your mom. I don't see any traits of my mom in them, but what I'm doing basically... Maybe that's what's wrong, though. Um, well, what I'm doing, I think, is it's almost like I'm pushing too hard. It's like, you know, I try... It seems to me like, you know, that old cliche saying where the girls like the guys who treat them like crap. Right. And but then, but so Jay, Jay... So I'm treating nice and Jay. giving them, you know... Jay, go ahead. It seems like your self-esteem is is not at all time high because I think when somebody likes you, when someone reaches out to you, you don't trust it. You think they must be flawed. 
It's that Woody Allen joke. It's it's even more than that. It's, it's more that he wouldn't wouldn't. It's a March, Groucho Marx, really. They right. wouldn't want to be a member of a club that would have him as a member. But it's more than that. You really seek out abusive relationships, relationships in which there is chaos and problems. But that's bad. That is bad. At least you, at least you have that insight. At least you have that insight. But that that, as Nancy was pointing out, is often a function of the kind of circumstance you're raised in. Uh, you know, if you were physically or emotionally abused when you were growing yeah, up, or, any of that. or you had unavailable parents, you know, you had no, you had no way to develop any self-esteem, as Adam says, because you weren't properly. There was no empathic connection, as, as they say. Don't you think it's nice that he recognizes the pattern? Yeah, right. He sees a problem. That's good. Well, I want to end the, par- the pattern. That's great. Hey, That's excellent. Good. So I need some Here, help let me guys. tell you how therapy works. You recognize it, and in a short 15 to 20 years, you're making some subtle changes. <laughs> That's 20 years ain't going to work. All right. Well, get yourself into a little therapy, Jay. Okay. You know what's going on. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, we, you can't say for sure. He knows he wants to make a change. Try to make the change in the direction you want to make it. If you can't make it, then if you really cannot make the change, then you might need some professional help. All right. And when we come back, we're going to examine this uh, pictorial here. We have a picture of Nancy in her underwear on, on, like, the Ed Sullivan show or something. We're going to find out all about this when we come back. Love line. Love line. Love line. The phone number for Love Line is 1 800 Love 191. We'll be right back. <laughs> the good news here is that you can improve mental performance. You can use the science of neuroplasticity, which is what Lumosity does. It offers games designed to improve your brain's performance. Customize it to meet your specific goals, become sharper, more focused, potentially have better memory. I've been playing the games at Lumosity for a while. They are fun, quick, and I see a little difference. Lumosity has 50 million people playing these games. It's easy to set up. You can play from anywhere, from your computer, your iPad, or your iPhone with the Lumosity app. Don't forget your brain. It's important to keep that in shape, too. So go to Lumosity.com, click the Start Training button, then start playing your first game. That is Lumosity.com, and tell them you heard it from me, Dr. Drew. Hundred L O V E one nine one. The fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew's board certified physician, Dixon Medicine Specialist. She is Nancy Sinatra. You can find her at the Hard Rock in the Beverly Center this Tuesday, which would be the twelfth, I believe, at right. uh, seven o'clock. Seven. Seven o'clock for the thirtieth anniversary of these boots were made for walking. Mm-hmm. You're going to sign some boots, which. All... I'll sign anything, you know. Bring anything you want. Some some people bring old albums. Some people bring books. You're not charging like they do with those crappy no. baseball things. <laughs> no. You know uh-huh. those baseball things? They charge like ten dollars for something that's flat, like a card or what a program. What are you talking about? No, let me tell you. Hold What's, on. What do you mean, a baseball right. thing? What does that mean? This autograph, the the, the autograph uh, sessions they do, where oh, they right. get all these old dried up baseball guys to sit around and they pay them. Right. Right. And these fans line up. They charge them ten bucks to sign a baseball card or a uh, or a program or something that's flat. They charge fifteen bucks if it's curved, <clears throat> like a baseball bat or no, ball wow. or something that's like that. Weird. That's great. Go and meet the legend. 
It's big business. Drop never, off never 15 bucks and he can sign you. Hey, this is for my, uh, my kid. He's retarded. He's no, in the hospital. Okay, I'll be 15 bucks. The Hard Rock won't even let us sell albums or anything. They're, they're very up and up about that. We're not selling anything. But you do have to pay for food. <laughs> We're not buying the food. For You're everybody. not buying a, a round of burgers for no. that? Uh-uh. Now, they're into, like, the rainforest destruction and everything over there. They got yeah. that, that thing. But all they serve is burgers. And and <clears throat> isn't, that, isn't that a little contradictory? I mean... They're, they're clearing the forest to make room for the cows. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> oh, that's why they have that toad up there. I <laughs> thought they were trying to s- send a message, but it's more of a thing for, like, people have stock. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but I don't want to bash you hard, Rock, considering you're going to be there. All right, let's talk a little about uh, Elvis. You're in Speedway. Yeah. What year was that? 68. Any uh, Anything 67. we should know about Elvis that uh, we don't already know? Elvis. And don't was, give us that he was a gentleman crap. I want some good stuff. He was great. I, I miss him. I miss him so much. You have no idea. Did you guys hang out a lot? Not a lot, but I knew he was there. He knew I was there. You know, he was there for me when my kids were born, and I was there for him the night his baby was born. It was a very close, close relationship, and I really miss him. He was funny, though. Funny and fidgety. You could sit with him, and there was there was always something moving on him. <laughs> it was either his fingers, you know, so he had, or, uh, or his foot. You know, he's keeping time with his foot. Something was always moving. We call that uh, ADD now, don't we, Drew? Hyperthyroidism. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. See, now. <laughs> see, see, back then, he was a movie star. Now we just we just give him some sedatives, get him in some sort of spe- special counseling or something, and whip it right out of him. Wouldn't we, Drew? Yeah, we probably would. Yeah, we'd say, hey, that uh, that boy's a little fidgety. Let's take his, confiscate the guitar, take the grease out of the hair, and we'll send him to a special magnet school. He would live longer. We're going to learn to sit still. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. He'd be alive, but who'd care? All right, we're going back to the phones. Not that who'd care if he turned out to be who he was. Who would care if we'd taken the creativity out of him and he'd live longer? Yeah. Yeah, right. All right. I know this isn't how you pronounce it, but uh, as you? Nisha. Asia. 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 Yeah, okay. I'm calling because obviously I have a problem. Uh-huh. And, okay, what's going on is um, every time I ask a guy out, I get one of three lines. A, I just want to be friends. B, you're one of the guys you're, or you're, one of the, you're a pal. Or C, you're like a kid's sister. Mm-hmm. Which is all really A. Me. These are variations of A, Asia. Yeah. Right? Technically, yeah. So what's going on? Are they not looking at you in a feminine way? I don't know. I'm not a tomboy. I mean, I wear the baby doll tees the whole bit. How old are you? How old am I? I'm 13. Because we have the queen of femininity right here tonight, no, Nancy not Sinatra. Exactly that either. I don't scream. Not you, but we have that here in studio in Nancy no. Sinatra. Nancy, any tips? Because I'm looking at these pictures. You, uh, you, uh, how you old are the, the guys that you ask out? Usually 13 or 14. Don't, girls grow up fast. Right. Maybe you should be asking out a 15 year old boy. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot of those, and most that, of them think I'm too short for them. And let me ask you this how many times have you actually done this that you've asked guys out? I don't know exactly. Roughly. Not, I don't like switch from guy to guy immediately. I mean, three times, 30 times? Roughly around five. Five times. So it, it may just be the guys. I mean, at that age, they may be sort of 
who knows what their their reaction would be to that sort of thing. I think it's good that you're doing that. I think we ought to encourage more women to to assert themselves in this way. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on because uh, I've, I'm really we don't, good with a bunch of guys. Well, we don't know you, and so we can't really say exactly what's going on. Ask your friends, ask your peers, just test your environment, see how you proceed, what you're putting out there that might be sort of uh, doing you a disservice. And and keep keep testing the water. I think you're going to do just fine. Don't worry. You're only 14. Yeah. It's not going to... It's not the world is not going to crash down around you tomorrow. Okay. And if you ever hear any of these uh, supermodels interviewed, they always say, "Oh, I was a tomboy. None of the boys looked at me. I couldn't go to the prom," which I always think is a tremendous load of crap. I think they just say that. But you know, Cindy Crawford said, "Oh yeah, boys wouldn't look my way. I had to beg for dates. Blah blah blah." That didn't happen to you, Nancy, did it? Sure, it did. It no, happens it to didn't. everybody. Now, was it weird for... But you know what? I yeah. think I think Aja should go work against her her uh, appearance and not worry about baby doll T-shirts and stuff like that. So you're saying she should go the tomboy route? Yeah, I think she should. She and should have be a what good she time is. Yeah, she should the, be who she is. With the guys and right. be surprised what comes out of that. Now, right. you went... Did you go to, uh, like, a regular high school? Uh, I went to uni high. Oh, in, in here in L.A.? LA yeah. yeah. And so you went to a public school. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> Did you have guys at you know coming over to the house and asking you out and that kind of thing? Yeah, but mostly we you know we we hung out at school or in the cars or or we went out in groups. Um, I went steady though with a boy that I thought I might marry even at one point. Dean but Martin. He, Dean Martin. No, no, he was cute though. <laughs> he no, no, was. no. His uh, his name was Jack, and uh, I was really in love with him. And this is all through high school? Yeah. Well, no. No. My He he graduated the year before I did, so it was like his last year, his senior year. Oh, okay. And uh, did, now, did Jack, did you bring him over to the house for sure. dinner and stuff? Oh, sure. Yeah. And now, I, was it a little intimidating with Frank around for the boys? I mean, you well, know. My parents were divorced by then, so oh, okay. Frank wasn't hanging around, but um, he still met my dad. But know. he still knew. If you, you really couldn't afford to screw over Nancy Sinatra, I mean, at, at 18. You, you know what I mean? I you mean, believe the, the the concrete stories, do you? No, no. I'm not saying he'd have you rubbed <laughs> out, but I'm saying he could... You know, just you know, take a limb or something like that. I'm not saying he would. No. You know, it would but just be intimidating. You don't want to screw around with Frank Sinatra's daughter when you're 17. That that's all. Right. That's that's all I'm saying. And I may be implying some kind of weird mafia connection. I don't know, but that's all I'm saying. Now let's look at this picture. <laughs> He's not. I'm done. Let's look at this real fast. Now what? Now you're here in your underwear, and you're on what show? That's from a movie called The Last of the Secret Agents. Uh-huh, and with, which... Um, uh, Marty Allen and Steve Rossi. Do you remember them? <laughs> Marty and, Allen, and, and yes, this and is, his hair. This is not a television show yet. Why don't you describe what you're pointing at? Well, here, Nancy right? is standing in No, her... no, you're, you're in the Playboy. Oh, uh, yes, I'm you're... sorry. I have the Playboy cracked open to the front page. You know, they always do that before they get to the nude stuff, and I'm I'm being tasteful and staying on that page. And here's Nancy in her... I don't have to point to Looks it anymore. Looks like a Victoria's Secret ad. It's yes. a black bra and black panties and a black garter belt and pantyhose. I mean, stockings, right? Right. And black suede pumps. Right, and uh, your your agent uh, Double O Garter, and, and you're doing a movie with Marty Allen. Marty Allen and Steve Rossi. It was a silly movie, and it was fun to do. All right, and that uh, that's a result. That picture is a result of a breakaway dress, which I caught in the refrigerator door, and as I pulled away from it, the dress came off. All right, so they weren't they weren't even they weren't stupid back there in the '60s. They knew what they had. 
We're going to put Nancy in the movie, and we're going to put her in a Velcro dress. She can get it hooked on something. Boom, she's in her panties. Yeah, and I was uh, very naive, very stupid, didn't know what the heck I was doing, and uh, wasn't aware of sexuality or anything like that, even at that age. Well, I'm looking. You look like you're aware of it. No, I wasn't. <laughs> believe me. And that didn't piss Frank off at all? He didn't say, hey. You, you I know, don't know. I never asked. around in your panties? I never asked him about it. Okay. Because I know Drew. Drew, if your girl was uh, walking around in, in some spy movie in her underwear, you'd be upset, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Boy, we're, we're uh, rolling right along, aren't we tonight? All right, we're going to take a fast call. Yes? Okay. Drew, what call do you want? Three. Three. Howard. Hello. Howard. Hi. Howard. This is Howard, and uh, I had a question. Okay. Um, okay, I have hepatitis B, right? Hepatitis B. B. Okay. And um, I was wondering, what can I take for headaches? Well, how long have you had hepatitis B? Um, my mom had it, and so I you, got it during birth. During delivery. And so you have chronic hepatitis B. Um, I'm not sure. You, you need to. F you still have hepatitis B, or yeah. you had it? Okay, so you still have hepatitis B. So yeah. that means it is still affecting your liver. Have you seen a liver specialist? Um, no, but I have went to my doctor a couple times, and uh, I got tests, blood tests. Right. Howard, you really should see a liver specialist because there are treatments out there for hepatitis B, and hepatitis B unchecked. There are various, there's sort of different manifestations of hepatitis B, but some of them can progress to cirrhosis, and it's pretty serious business. And you may be able to avoid that through treatments. So make sure you follow. You don't want to use Tylenol. I'm sure they told you that. Are you aware of that? Yeah. Okay. I heard aspirin's bad too. Aspirin and it is bad. Uh, conceivably, you might want to take a low dose of Advil or something like that. Preferably, you would just use nothing. Um, I have another question. Can you use nothing, by the way? You would not use anything. Oh, okay. Howard, what's the other thing? Um, Real quick. How about codeine? You could take codeine, but it's usually Tylenol with codeine, so you want to take straight codeine, okay? And that's a that's a, in a controlled substance. You got to get a triplicate form for that. It's real pain in the yeah. neck. Thank you. But just take go see the hepatologist. That's really the most important thing. Okay. Wouldn't wouldn't he have someone like assigned to him if he got it at birth? I mean, didn't they no. know he had it May, when he was born? Not. Probably not. It, oh, you that's one of the found most, out later. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that's called vertical transmission. That's probably the most frequent way of transmission worldwide. And a lot of people don't know they have you it their whole life. You get it from your mom. A lot of people don't know how until they're 70, they end up with cirrhosis. They didn't know they had it. Right. And and because it affects the liver, you can't take aspirin and stuff like that because that stuff goes to the liver and affects the liver. liver. Well, the Tylenol particularly. Yeah. All right. So you're saying he should just uh, use nothing. Nothing. All right. Fine advice, Drew. And we'll be back. Call Loveline at 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. We'll be right back. Remember when you had to listen to radio programs on their schedule? But with this podcast, life is better because you get to listen on your schedule. But what about backing up your computer files at home or at work? What's your schedule look like there? You don't need to schedule that either, as long as you have Carbonite. Carbonite backs up your files to the cloud for you automatically whenever you're connected to the Internet. You can try it for yourself free right now at Carbonite.com. There's no credit card required. Plus, if you use offer code LOVELINE, you get two bonus months with your purchase. That's Carbonite.com, offer code LOVELINE.
We're back here on Love Line with Dr. Drew and Nancy Sinatra. I'm Adam Carolla. The phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones we go. Reggie. Hello. Hey. How are you? I called a while ago, uh, quite a while ago, a couple months ago. You remember I, I was the bisexual guy with the... I was going out with two people, and uh, I wanted them to meet each other. And Dr. Drew didn't think it was such a good idea. Yeah, a a male and a female? Yes. And so I felt so bad about it because Dr. Drew was ranting about how evil I was. And so I said, well, maybe it's not such a good thing that I'm doing. I really felt bad about it. So I broke up with one of them, and in the course of a couple months, I... uh, the uh, the relationship with the guy ended too, and so like I'm I'm at work the other day, right? And in they walk, both of them arm in arm, and they sit down at a table, and I'm looking at they're staring at me through through the entire set. Entire set? Yeah, I I I uh, I do singing. Oh, you you're singer? Yeah. I do an impression. Oh, you do? <laughs> All right, well, stop doing your, your best weirdo. <laughs> All right, who do you do? Uh, Kurt Cobain. Huh? Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. What the hell? Yeah, wait. All right, give us, give us, uh, yeah, don't worry. We're going to get to that. Give us, give us that. You want to, you want to hear some? Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. I have to pull up the guitar. Oh, it's all. <laughs> You imagine this poor bastard's neighbors. What's that? Oh no, not the Kurt Cobain, for Christ's sake. Go ahead. Okay. He's fascinating. Uh, yeah, he's tuning his guitar just like Kurt used to do. That's it. Okay. Yeah, we're ready. One more special message to go, and then I'm done. Well, I can go home. Let myself bend you. I know it's wrong. What should I do? Now I'm on a plane. I can't complain. Now I'm on a plane. Are we done? Yeah, Reggie, Reggie. 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 Yeah? Kurt should have got to you before he got to himself. <laughs> Reggie, listen. Uh, do, you, do you do any Nancy Sinatra? What's that? You do Nancy Sinatra? Uh, boots made for walking. Yeah. <laughs> so, Reggie, what happened after these two sat down in front of you? So, I was so nervous. I mean, I, I went to the bathroom, right? You know? I cut, cut to, to get the, myself psyched up. Right you know? there cut to the chase. What happened? Huh? Cut to the chase. What's the punchline? Right. I went to the bathroom, and then when it came out, they were gone. Okay. So all you know is that they know each other. Yeah. So what I'm trying to ask you is, do you think that, uh, you know, a relationship between three people could have been possible? No. No. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Give us one more impersonation before you leave. Really? Yeah. Who do you do? Well, um, that's about it. (laughs) Painful. <laughs> He's rangy, that Reggie. Broad range. He covers a lot of ground. Oh. <laughs> he he wouldn't have made it into the Rat Pack, would he, have, uh, Nancy? I, th- you know, people who did dangerous things were thrown out of the Rat Pack. 
Huh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Were there ever more than, than the five? Yeah, what? there were people in and out. But, you know, you did drugs or you did stupid things that would get you in trouble or get you killed or dead or, or whatever. You, you, you were just... Uh, Outed, ousted. So that happened to some some of the people that were sure, in Sure. Yeah. Any 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 names that we might know? Of? Well, one, yeah, the most famous one is Peter Lawford. Oh, he uh. he ended up getting tossed out. Yeah, because he would not stop doing drugs. Oh, really? Yeah. What was, was Sammy was uh, was called in on the carpet, Sammy Davis, and told that if he didn't stop, he was going to be on his own because they just couldn't handle it anymore. So you know for. Uh, to, with to, with today, given our problems with uh, diseases, people have either a death wish or are suicidal. I don't know what it is. I, I look at my two daughters, one of whom is sitting right here with us, Amanda, and I, I, I cringe with fear, thinking that perhaps a guy like this, who's been with a, a, a guy and a girl at the same time or is juggling, is my daughter's going to meet somebody like that, and he's going to bring his sexual past into her life, and I get very upset. Yeah. I get very nervous. What is it with people? Don't they realize that this is just like t- taking a gun and, and playing Russian roulette? Yeah, well, hopefully, and this gets back to a whole societal thing, you've, you've instilled enough <clears throat> you know, good sense in her that she would well, walk she- to the other side of the street when Al Cabal came around with his guitar. Well, I, you you get a pretty good vibe off a guy like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but, but it's not just guys like that that are dangerous. In fact, the, the most dangerous guys are the ones that appear to be the most together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, uh, yeah, that's and, what you got to do. So you got to wear is, a condom uh, and you got to take your time. And, yeah, and that's why we, you've, you've said this a million times, Adam. That's why we have to have good parenting so people are nurtured in such a way as they have the esteem to sense out and make decisions for themselves and not make bad choices where they end up. At risk and and uh, you know potentially endangering themselves, and it, it's not doesn't just apply to to sexual behavior. It applies to risk taking of all types. Right and, and yeah. But uh, you said Sammy was called on the carpet about substances. Yeah. How, how did they and deal with Sammy was days? able to stop. Sammy just stopped. Hmm. He just quit because it meant his friends meant more to him than doing drugs, doing what cocaine. Were the drugs? Uh, okay, whatever right. was available in those days, huh. you know, they did. They did it all. Not my dad or Dean, but some of the others did. Huh. And it was nobody told us really early on. It's like we didn't have uh, when I was a kid. When I was Amanda's age, we didn't have disclaimers on cigarette packs. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know. Well, there actually there was a great, great uh, sort of endorsement of alcohol consumption, and if some other substance came along with that, people would just experiment with it. And if they were biologically inclined, off they go mm-hmm. with that drug. Yeah, biologically inclined. You mean addicted behavior? Addictive biochemistry. It's a biochemical thing, yeah. So, I'm sorry. Let's go on. No, hey, Drew, say your piece. This is your show, too. Sean. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Yeah, um, I want to ask out this girl, but I'm totally good friends with her and, and everything. I mean, I can totally just open up to her and just tell her anything, like, that's going wrong in my life. And but if I ask her out, like I'm afraid I'll like ruin the re- relationship that's already there. Uh huh. Because you won't be able to talk to her once you're dating. Yeah. Or well, no. Like after we break up, like. I don't know. He's anticipating the breakup already. No, that's right. I mean, if you the best relationships are really those between friends. But when you do that, when that friendship develops a level of intimacy, 
you risk losing a long-term friendship because it is very difficult to go back to the friend state once you've been more intimate. Though it's possible, but you would have to spend a good deal of time apart before you could try to reinitiate the relationship on a less intimate level. Have you kissed her yet? Yeah. And? And others. Any sparks? Huh? Any sparks? I guess, but it was a while ago. How long ago? Um, this summer. All right. Well, th- that, that's not so so long ago, but I guess it is in, when in you're fourteen year old yeah. years. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, this is an age old question because hey, we get this. We get five of these a night. You don't want to ru- ruin. What is that, Sean? Hello. Oh wow, Sean. But answer to him. Answer all right, him. all right. I'm going to put him on hold and answer it and say that you know what do you do? You have a good relationship. <clears throat> excuse me with somebody. You don't want to jeopardize it. On the other hand, what are you supposed to do? Not live your life, or or, or, or not not have a relationship with people you value? Date people you don't know who or you don't, don't like, like very right. much. Well, can actually, I, that's I, okay, depending on how they're built. Yeah. Can I tell a personal thing? Sure. When I met my husband, I was nineteen, and I didn't marry him until I was twenty-eight. Really? Uh huh. And we were friends for all those years. Really? And Wait, was, did you have a relationship built, too, on and off, or was it just no, a friendship? No, no, we were friends, working friends. Uh, no sex. And we knew each other. No, absolutely not. Mm-mm. But but and after we didn't even start away. dating. <laughs> we didn't even start dating until all those years later. I mean, it was so a, a good friendship is a great foundation for for a personal relationship. But but here's here's the only problem with that in my mind. You guys are great friends. Meanwhile, he's having his relationships. You're having your relationships, and you're both confiding in each other about those relationships over these <clears throat> nine years that you're, you're friends. So by the time you do get together, this guy's basically got a dossier. I mean, he has a file on yeah, you. You're, you're honest. You're, now you're also honest. Both have now had to, to see each other honestly as who they are. Yeah, I know, but he's hearkening back to some truck driver you were dating. You were complaining oh, because he was flogging you maybe. with his penis or something, and he can't get it out of his mind now. Not you, per se, Nancy. Not that yeah, you would no, go out with know. the trucker. But I'm just saying, and nothing wrong with truckers. You know, they keep America moving. But I what I'm saying truckers. is, really? Yeah. But they know... I don't have a truck. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to lie. But they know all the goods. They have all the goods. And, and in a way, that's good. But in a way, I don't know. You want a little, you know, a little mystery. No, no, the mystery's still there. All right. If you haven't taken your clothes off, the mystery's still there. Okay. I'm saying a little less history, a little more mystery, and we'll be back. Love, 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 love. Look, you go ahead. Love line, it will be right. Love line, love will be line. Love, sorry, but we don't have that kind of time. Love line will be right back. Hey, we said that. Yeah, you did. All right, now, if you're hiring, where do you post your job to find the best candidates? With so many job boards out there, who knows which one's going to produce real talent? If you want to fill that position fast with the perfect candidate, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. Wouldn't it be nice if you could do that without wasting a ton of time? With ZipRecruiter.com, that is capital Z, Zip, and capital R, Recruiter, now there is. With ZipRecruiter.com, you'll post to 40-plus job sites all at once with a single click. ZipRecruiter also posts your job on social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight the best candidates for you. Then you can screen them, rate them, and hire the right people quick. Try ZipRecruiter free 
to find out why they've been used by over 100,000 businesses. So right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter.com for free, but you must go to ZipRecruiter.com forward slash classic. That is ZipRecruiter with a capital Z and a capital R. ZipRecruiter.com forward slash classic. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter forward slash classic. Hi, this is Chad Smith. And this is a Dave Navarro. We're from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you're listening to Love Line with... Dr. Drew. And Adam. Hey, you certainly are. They certainly were. Something like that. Anyway, Nancy uh, distracted me right before we went on the air. Limbate. Oh, you saw Rush Limbate? Behind you, and I asked if we could sabotage it. That, That's all. That big fat one back there? <laughs> where, where, where is it? Oh, that, oh, that Limbaugh little... Limbaugh theme. Oh, uh-huh. Limbaugh theme? Yeah, sorry about Jeez, that. Man, we should play that later. I'm sure we'd be sued. Uh, Nancy Sinatra? Yes. You have a uh, mural. Adam Carolla. Wow, that was good. Yeah, yeah. On uh, Hollywood Boulevard? Uh-huh. No, Highland. Oh, wait a minute. Just south of Hollywood. Oh, just south of I'm sorry. Now everyone's crashing into each other, frantically looking for the billboard. It's uh, the Boots. It's the album cover. It's really nice. It's very cool. And it's for the 30th anniversary? Uh-huh. It's, um, well, I don't know. This this man, um, I, I'm never sure how to pronounce his name. Sportelli, George Sportelli. Ah, Goomba. He, he paints yeah. walls of buildings and tries to clean up Los Angeles by doing so. He doesn't get any money for it. He's really a cool guy. And he paints, um, I don't know, icons. I right. Guess. And, and so uh, he did me. And I was very flattered, and it's really adorable. And it came out real real well. Yeah, it's really good. And it's right on a pizza parlor. <laughs> So it's pretty perfect. And 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 you weren't. It's not Godfather's Pizza, is it? No, I don't even know what it is. And you you weren't there saying, uh, "Hey, come on, a little more up top, or trim a little here, or put well, a little more there." Yeah, but not to him. When when I was there, it was dark and he wasn't working. But I I gave my critique to my PR guy and he did it. And uh, they do that by making a grid, do they not? Yes, they do. Uh-huh. And they sort of paint in dots and, you know, little squares and stuff. We'll be back in a minute. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Uh-huh. This is Loveline. Let me give the phone number out, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And she is Nancy Sinatra. And when we left off, we were talking about your billboard. Now, <clears throat> I was explaining that they grid. What they do is they take they take a picture. I guess in your case, it would be the, the record cover, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And they draw a grid on it. Uh, with uh, with like a ruler, and they leave like a quarter. They make quarter inch squares all the way all the way through the thing, and then they'll draw a grid up on the side of the building, but it'll be like one foot squares instead of quarter inch. Hmm. And then they'll just look at each little grid and draw whatever's in that grid. Hmm. Right. It's a good thing my clothes are on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, oh. Well, you know, and then if if people paint graffiti on it, he goes and cleans it up, George. Right, and he could. It's a good way to keep the city clean. I like it. No it's one's really going nice. to graffiti that. 
Well, yeah, why not? I I might do it myself. I'll paint a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not tall enough. (laughs) So you're immortalized on the side of a pizza parlor. And one day, God willing, maybe Drew and I, maybe if there's some uh, artisan out there who's interested, who's... (laughs) Who has it? <laughs> yes. Well, come on, Drew. What's wrong with that? Big would draw you with like the body of Thor. Do you oh. guys tape these shows? Do we tape them? Yeah. You mean like to keep for mm-hmm. ourselves? Do you have them in like a, no. a library of tapes? Some. We could get- because what you ought to do is go through and pick your your all your best stuff and your best advice and put something together and and release it. And you know who would buy that besides me, Drew, and our immediate family? Depends on what kind of promotion you do. Oh, we got a radio show to push it. (laughs) Yeah, come on, you you know, think big. (laughs) All right, but I got to tell you, this segment where we're talking about it would not make the tape. No, I know that. It's boring. (laughs) I know everybody's going to sleep out there. (laughs) All right, Drew, what call do you want to go to? Because that is our bread and butter. And uh, we're going right to it. Jeff. Yeah. Hey, you're on with Dr. Drew and Nancy Sinatra. Hi. Uh, yeah, I was calling for some advice. Um, I, I got a little problem with some girls, and uh, I don't really know how to, uh, you know, work on it because they're like sisters, and I don't know. It's got me really confused. All right. What's the problem? Well, see, uh, I'm kind of like seeing them both. But, you know, and they're sisters, and, you know, they, I don't know, sometimes it seems like they're catching on to it, and then other sometimes they don't, you know, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do, because, you know, if they catch on, they're gonna, I'm going to end up probably losing them both, you know? Oh, couldn't you, if you lost the sisters, couldn't you just move on to the mother and then the grandma? <laughs> Adam. Well, come on. This guy's got a pattern going. I was being facetious, Nancy. What are you doing dating sisters? I don't know. Can't you make a decision? No, no. He needs to go leave this family alone. Everybody? He, he He is treading on sacred territory. He is potentially disrupting relationships that that he shouldn't be messing with. Uh, he, he is not showing himself to be worthy of a relationship with these people. He's not really caring about the sanctity of this family. Not honorable. No. He needs to, get, you know, ch- if he can learn from this, chalk it up to a learning experience, go out and have a relationship. But stay away from this family. This is, you know, ridiculous. Jeff. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Thank you. <laughs> that sounded good, Drew. Doug. Hello? Doug, you're on Loveline. Oh, Okay. I'm kind of nervous. It's my first time on radio, but um, what I was calling about was it's sort of like what the guy before called about. I was asking for some advice about this. Well, like before, like when I was a freshman in high school. Right now, I'm a junior. Um, what happened was they used to have like there was girls in like my freshman classes and stuff, and they used to just like pick on me a little bit. You know, I was kind of the underdog. You know, but you know, like, and I went through I went through a really bad time with it, like everybody else was, and like. What it started out was, like, one of them, uh, like, they pretended to like me or something, and, like, what happened was, it never, it was just, like, a joke or something. So they were being cruel and yanking your chain. Exactly. Like, they used to go by and just, it was like a group, 
it could go anywhere from three people to six people and go by and throw stuff at you and stuff. But, you know, That is really the cruel. I mean, I remember when some of that went on, like when I was in junior high or high school, where uh, uh, once in a while a pretty girl would go up to a real nerdy guy and like sort of, hey, you're going to finish that uh, cocktail cup, big boy, and sort of nuzzle up to him. It was like the cruelest right. <laughs> well, I mean, really like the cruelest it, it, thing it, you could it do. It is really amazing how cruel people are to one another when they're younger. Amazing. Did you see that, that uh, premiere last night of Malibu Shores? Yeah, I did. That's <laughs> exactly, it's right on. I've never been so excited about an answer. Like, yeah, over here. <laughs> yeah, like we're at some sort of porn auction or something. Yes! What they did to that girl, the friend of the star. Oh, I, was watch- I wasn't watching the entire thing. but this Same is thing like- that he's talking about, exactly. You're watching that schlock? Well, my friend produces it, so I oh, thought I'd oh, take a look at it. Oh, it's a fantastic show. You kidding? <laughs> you know, that's all right. <laughs> no. No, it's an Aaron Spelling show. Yeah. He knows. He does. He yeah. does. He. I'll tell you what Aaron Spelling is like. Aaron Spelling is like a like a like a Twinkie or Dewiner Schnitzel hot dog in the sense that De- Twinkie, well, those two things have in common. A, a bunch of lard, but here no. Here's what it is: Dewiner Schnitzel hot dog, not a good hot dog by hot dog standards. But people like them. They get hooked on them. Right. And it doesn't taste like a regular hot dog. It tastes like a Dewiner Schnitzel hot dog. Right. Uh, Twinkie, not really a good dessert by dessert standards. But it's a Twinkie. But it's a Twinkie. It tastes like a Twinkie. And people sort of know it for doing. No one calls it good, but God damn it, we need more of them. And that's what Aaron Spelling says. Everyone knows it's bad, but we're, everyone gets hooked on it. Well, you didn't say Dewiner Schnitzel or Twinkies are bad. Well, they There's are no- bad. Right. They are on the whole cosmic culinary scale they're way down there they're, they're like the monet versus the felt drawing right but, but what's but, a guy to do when he's treated so shabbily or a girl for that matter what what do you do i think you have to just sort of bite the bullet when you're in high well, school well it's kind of different now because like see i was never i wasn't like i wouldn't i don't know if i consider myself a nerd or anything i'm like i have like a substantial amount of friends at the school and all it's just that like now that i'm a junior and stuff like they sometimes you just go by, like they'll drive by and yell, "Hey, sexy!" and stuff like that. I bet Bill Gates put up with stuff like this. Yeah, oh, like, that's so. right. Right? You know. Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't like I don't have I don't wear suspenders and glasses. They're just pretty normal. A lot of my friends are like you know like punkers and stuff like that. But I mean, it's not like it's not like you know like. I I I, I get my the daughter's, picture. It, it, my I daughter's know. shaking her head no to all this. Yeah, what is that? Get up on the mic. Can we? Can we, we have this mic this is on, my Brett? daughter, Amanda, everybody. Amanda? Here. What's his name here? Doug. Doug. Doug, yeah. don't worry about it. There's, all those people are going to be nowhere by right. the time it's gonna, you... Right. It's it's gonna, he will get the last laugh. They will. I was friends with every single person in my junior high school and my high school class, and I'm still friends with the so-called nerds. My, my, one of my best friends now is treated so badly in high school for being homosexual. And he's my oh, best friend, and we're so close, that, and there's whole, nothing. It's a whole different story, yeah. but, I mean, just to say that kids are cruel, and they're not, it doesn't matter. You'll, you'll rise above it, and you'll be stronger than they are for taking it and for get, for rising above what and, and what for, they'll sink into. They'll, right. You'll pass well, through it. The weird thing is, it's like, like, because, like, a couple of my friends, a lot of my friends see what happens, you know? And, like, the thing is, you know, they think, well, they probably like you and stuff like that. And it's like... I don't know, you know, I just I'm so used to it from like earlier before that and it's going on now. Doug. Yeah. Doug, I'm telling you <clears throat> listen to the Sinatra clan. This is a blessing. Here's here's what happened. 
when you have things go your way too too fast and too early, you get a skewed version of reality. Like all the girls that were really great looking and had the great looking figures and 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 you know had were the bell of the ball all the way you know in junior high and high school they didn't hit the books they didn't develop other parts of their personalities and same with guys the big good looking jockey guys are out you know winning trophies and getting letterman jackets and 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 uh, asking you know going with these girls to the prom they didn't get to develop other parts they had things given to them things came easily and everything was fine but then they graduated high school, and they got tossed out in this big bucket of people. I mean, before it was just this little Petri dish of people running around, and they were like the King Adam or germ in this Petri dish. And now they're in a huge barrel of humanity. No one gives a rat's ass about what they did on the gridiron back in 80-whatever. <clears throat> and they never had the tools. They never had the humility. They never had the this uh, stick to itness. They never had the drive that you get from being crushed in a submission and verbally abused and sometimes physically abused when you're in junior high. Something happened to you? No. God damn it. Am I right? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I love to see you so passionate about it, too. Oh, I can get passionate about anything. Even stuff I don't know about or have no passion for. That's really the beauty of me. Yep. Passion about Aaron Spelling a few minutes ago. It was amazing. That's right. Oh, a fantastic producer. Now, Nancy, do you do you have to go at ten after? That's what I that's what I hear. Can you stay around to the end of this break? I'm deferring to to the beautiful young woman who drove me here. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. All right. We're going to line one. We're gonna we're gonna cure Amber. Amber. Hello. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um I have a problem concerning my ex boyfriend. Um we were together for about seven months. And then we broke up, and then a couple of days later after we broke up, we decided to start sleeping together again. And, um... Oi. Yeah, it's been on and off, and we both say we really love each other, but I don't know, lately... Wait, I, I can just imagine what Adam's going to say about this. About <laughs> the love part? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says he loves me, and I, I have a lot of feelings for him. It just said, I'm sure you have a lot of feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, and he's... Been going. He had um, another girlfriend that lasted about a week, and um, we why did you break up? Nancy asked. Why did we break up? Yeah. Um, he broke up with me. He said I was being difficult, and we were fighting a lot in the past. Last. What were you fighting about? Um, anything. It was I like what? What kinds of things were really irritating you? Okay, like um, he w- would forget to call me, and right. I would get angry. Right. He was in love with you. The Ozarks are a better mountain range than the Sierra Nevada range. Right. Come on. Adam, how do you how do you take his uh, intense love for her? Uh, he has put you on injured reserve. You have. Do you even we, think he's capable of loving someone? No, you have what's known as a service agreement now, where he pulls into your stall and uh, puts you up on the hoist uh, once a week or, or every three thousand miles, whatever comes first, and gives a quick lube job, and then he's back on the road again. There's a little bit more. What? Well, he said he went, and he said that um, last week we worked together, and Ugh. he said that uh, he had he was going to talk to his friend Dana, who has a boyfriend, and he wanted advice from her, and he wouldn't tell me what it was. He said part of it had to do with me, and all my friends are saying he's trying to decide whether or not to be with me because he thought he was moving, and now he's not moving, and part of his reason for not getting together with me is because he said he was moving, and now he's not. But how how old is he? He's eighteen as well. 
and he has to do research with some other friend. I see. I, I don't understand why he won't talk to me about it. I can't understand that either, frankly. But I, I worry that your situation exemplifies what I refer to so often in this show, and that is that women very often misconstrue physical intimacy with emotional in, in intimacy, mm-hmm. or that you achieve a degree of emotional intimacy when you have physical intimacy that a man may not. And it's hard for you to accept that he may not, is not feeling the way you are just because he's able to carry on this kind of physical intimacy with you. He may have no emotional intimacy. And where's the respect? That's my concern. Uh, the is that, is that, is that, is that he's treating you so poorly. He really is not showing you, as Nancy says, respect. He's not caring for what is going on with you. You obviously are wrapped into this thing. Yeah. You are back. You're all the way into this relationship again. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the lube job. He's on the service agreement, whatever Adam said. Oh, come on, Drew. Don't well, reduce it to that. Jesse Jackson said it this way. He says, we women, women should be respectable, not receptacles. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't You know how it. he makes those little... little <laughs> yeah, words. right, right. Uh, that was good for... Yeah, that's good I think it's pretty interesting, actually. Uh. But women just, particularly 18 and younger, just don't get how men perceive that kind of physical intimacy. They don't. They assume that what they're experiencing is what the guy is experiencing, and it's rarely the same. Amber? Yes? you have any boots? Oh, every time I kick him out of my life, he comes back. Do you have any boots? That's not his. That's not because of him. It's because you take him back. Yeah, there's no such thing as a victim in this uh, game. Now, no. Nancy, was it always these boots were made for walking, or did they toy around some other ideas, like these boots were made to kick you in the nuts and <laughs> anything like that? <laughs> the boots? A lot of people had different theories about the the uh, reason for that song. Um, some people said it was because of the Vietnam War, and other people said it was the subway strike in New York at the time. And uh, the, the reason was that um, men and women, as you know from this business that you're in, are always, always at war with each other, and the woman just sometimes has to put on the boots and do a little walk-in on him or away from him. Like That's Amber. That's what it. Amber needs to right. do. Amber needs to walk. It's a hell of a lot worse than Nam, too, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, you can't get rid of it. It did, doesn't go away. Did you ever go over there and do some sort of USO thing? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. I, How I was still, that? I still run into some of the guys that I performed for over there, and it's really fun when I meet them. Cause, oh, uh, you, did you perform with Bob Hope? No, I took my own little band over there because the the USO asked me to use um, a small group so that we could get into places where the big big troops couldn't go. Oh, I so see. So we went to really tiny, out-of-the-way places. I even went into foxholes, you know, right out in the field. Wow. It's pretty scary. You mean, like set up a drum kit and everything right there in the no, foxhole? No, no, no. I didn't perform out there. Oh, okay. I would go out there with my escort officer. With The helicopter would fly us in uh, and keep the, the rotors running, and we just run into the foxholes and uh, hug the guys and, and then get the hell out of there. It was pretty scary. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you would. You, you'd hug the I guys. Would. You'd go in you there and hug the guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, I you had know, to. Janet Jackson or whoever would do that these days. I don't uh, know. I, I mean, think, that sounds. Well, my whole generation was either there or running yeah. away from it, so right. I had to do something. I couldn't right. just sit back. And, and, and they went. You right. you got out there in the mini skirt and the white boots and everyone. No, I was, I was pretty right? covered up, though. I, I well, not purposely. In the, not in the foxhole. Yeah, I was yeah, in jeans. Yeah, but I mean, when when you were on the when on you, stage, I was stage. even covered up. I wore, I made the dresses myself out of towels. 
You didn't have enough money to buy a dress? No, no, I knew I'd be perspiring out there in that heat, so I figured let's kill two birds with one stone. Wait a minute. Nancy Sinatra comes all the way from the States to do a show, and she's wearing a towel? Yeah, uh uh-huh, exactly. Her choice. I don't know. I would have been pissed off. If well, I it was, was a short towel, but it was still oh, a towel. Oh, okay. Well, that's something. If, as long as it's like a washcloth. Uh, Valerie. Yes. Hi. Yay. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew. Nancy, how are you guys doing? Hi, Valerie. You have a question for Nancy? Yes, I have a question, a quick one, actually. Um, I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan, and I live in Nevada, and I've seen your brother, Frank Jr., at the Cal Neva plane a couple months ago. Oh, Yeah. A little while ago, because I guess your dad used to own that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just wondering, is he going to be playing on the West Coast anytime soon? Because I just, I'd pay anything to go see him right now. Junior or senior? Senior. Senior? No, I think he, he's uh, he's packing it in. Oh, you're kidding? Pretty me. much, yeah. Oh, because my mom and dad went to go see him, and they wouldn't take me with him. I was so mad. <laughs> oh, you should be. I know. Oh, that's you should just, like, be my mad. absolute dream to go see him in concert. Yeah, because he's going to be. And he was around a hell of a lot longer, but he's going to be one of these guys like uh, Elvis or maybe even like, uh, you know, Jim Morrison or something. These guys died way before their time. But what I'm saying is is in years to come, people are going to say, yeah, I saw Frank Sinatra Mm -hmm. perform live and everyone's going to go nuts like I would go nuts. Or like right. we go nuts when you hear someone say, "Yeah, yeah, I saw Elvis right, back right, right. back when." Right. I mean, he's obviously going to be in that same category. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you didn't get to see him. Can we get him on the but show? But you know, now? you'll you'll always have his albums and his films, and there are, are uh, films of his concerts and stuff. Yeah, there's an, there's enough of that stuff to keep you busy. Yeah, for a while. And Nancy, let's uh, let's plug your stuff one more time before we let you go. I have a book out about my dad, by the way. It's oh, called you do? Frank Sinatra, American Legend. Hmm. There's a collector's edition that is really interesting because it has five CDs in it. One is from the radio shows from way back. Right. And uh, it also has um, his accepting his Academy Awards and John Kennedy talking about him and stuff like that. Really wonderful soundbite kind of things. And then the other four represent his four different labels. Hmm. And all and, and sort of the best of those labels? Yeah, I picked the songs myself because they sort of told his life story. This goes with the book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. it's part of the book. Hmm. It's, it's kind of pricey, that edition. The other edition has that radio's uh, soundbites thing. But, um, but it's on 8-track? No, it's CD. <laughs> But this is like if you're if you're a big Frank Sinatra fan, you get this as sort of a collector's item. I I highly recommend it. Yeah. And that's uh, at bookstores or at record book stores. Bookstores. So I think it's also at Blockbuster. They've got a deal running it with a tape. We don't something. we don't promote them because they don't have pornography. <laughs> is that true? And it's not true. It is true for me. And it's true for Adam. It's not true. No, I mean, is it true they don't have no? They don't. They have like, well, they'll have like you know, car wash girls or something. You know, little 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 soft stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, we won't go there. Anyway, uh, let's talk about you because because we're going to commercial and you're you're going back to your uh, palatial estate in Beverly Hills. (laughs) <laughs> to pace and reminisce and watch a little Aaron Spelling television, perhaps. You're going to be at the Hard Rock at the Beverly Hard Center. Hard Rock, yeah. Bring stuff if you want it signed. Um, and uh, bring some money because we're not going to pay for your food. And what else did I need to say? That'll be that? the 12th. That'll be Tuesday. 12th at 7 o'clock. Day Hard after Rock. tomorrow. That'll be Beverly uh, Center. 7 o'clock. 
30th anniversary of the boots were made for walking. Yeah, and then can I please get on with my life already? Yes, you can put all the boots behind you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for coming in, Nancy. Thanks a lot. I appreciate being on, really. Thank you so much. And we'll be back after this. You should call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Hello, Loveline. Loveline will be right back. Dr. Drew? Yes, Mike. The new Mike and Dr. Drew show. Phenomenal. It's a great podcast. Yep. We talk about racism. Yeah, yeah. Racism in current We have, like, too much to talk about. We talk about a guy who cuts his penis off. Talk about that. And how China has it right when it comes to dealing with riffraff. Yes, and how they have a little bit of uh, grit. And Pat Robertson sucks, and Nigeria sucks, and these are all things that I say, and Drew just stepping back from. Just allowed to say it. (laughs) And you've got to listen to the podcast to hear all the details. The Mike and Dr. Drew podcast only at Podcast One Podcast. Well, here we are back a little lighter, minus Nancy Sinatra. She was lovely. 1 800 L O V E 191 is the phone number 310 854 4455 is the fax number. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. This is Loveline and Lynn. Hi. You're on the air. Hi. Thanks, you guys, for taking my call. Um, I kind of have a problem. I'm recently divorced, and I'm having problems. I'm not able to get rid of my husband. <laughs> Why do you want to get rid of him? Well, I, I don't mean get rid of him, but I mean keep him from... Um, calling me, visiting my family. But why do you want Do you have kids? No. Wait, okay. she's, she's, you just want him out of your life. Exactly. You're divorced to this guy. Yeah. We're just getting the picture. Okay. Just um, just recently. and um, Did he do anything to you that made you want to? No, it's not a physical thing. There was a lot of emotional abuse. And you're just done and you want him out. Exactly. What is he doing to harass you? Um, well, I've had to buy four sets of tires for my car. Uh, um, my kitchen window has been broken. And it's, and it's interesting. It was the same kind of person that would be emotionally abusive would be the one that couldn't let go either. It would, you know, <laughs> it would be da- potentially dangerous. But I mean. they always go right after the car. Yeah. Which is, it, it's really the lowest thing you can do, especially if you live in California or L.A. I uh. mean, you're just... You, you're screwed, you know, but I mean, cowardly. It is, it's funny. It's like, yeah, you leave a physical representation of yourself out on the street overnight. Yeah. And instead of breaking in and abusing you, they just go right for the car tires. Or instead of confronting <laughs> you, you know, standing up and having Well, a it's like anything that he can do to cause me a hassle, cause me a problem, cause All me right. a financial problem. So, so this clearly is the kind of person that you've got to bring military force and structure down, sustain it. In order for him to go away, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's the restraining orders, you know. Well, d- I have a restraining order, and he has to stay a certain distance from me. Um, but there have been times that I leave work, and he's waiting for me. Then I you, you immediately call the police. Do not, do not hold back. Do not say, "Oh, give him a break." Oh, what I have. Just military-style force. That is the only thing he's going to understand is abject, mm-hmm. overwhelming force. And it's well, it's be... like, I'm, you know, the restraining order is okay, but it doesn't accomplish everything that I need to accomplish. You know, it's Such as I'm what? Still, well, I get weird phone messages from people with strange names at my job because he knows where I work. And you can call uh, the police department about that. Right. And, and, they, and, can put a, they can put a trap on the phone. And 
Well, because I work for a large company and we have like an internal phone system, they said, no, they can't. Uh, they can't do that. Lynn. <clears throat> There's about 4,500 phone extensions uh, in my building, and it's an, already, you know, I've already done that. Right. Um, you know, there's everything he's done, like everything he can do. I'm getting like tons of things in the mail, like magazine subscriptions to magazines that I didn't even know existed where, you know, my name's filled out and he just has then to. I have to write a letter and say, I never asked for this magazine. Do you respond to him in any way? Does he know this is upsetting you? No. You don't, he doesn't get to see any reaction. No, I don't acknowledge, I haven't acknowledged good. anything because I learned good. right away that, you know, it's like a naughty child, you know, if they have a temper tantrum, you know, That's take the right. audience. Well, I mean, yeah. I've tried. Lynn. Are you documenting all this stuff? Oh, yeah. I have two manila folders of all how, sorts of things. How long, photos, has this been, how long has this been going on for? Um, over a year. Wow. That's sad. Originally, I had mentioned filing for divorce. Every time I brought up the issue of having a divorce, um, then they, you know, incidents or things, behavior would escalate. But it was never anything. Nobody has ever seen him. Um, we've had fingerprints taken, all sorts of different things, and there's no, like, physical evidence. But there's no other person that I know of. You know, to do this sort of behavior, you know, I mean, it's it's really obvious. I was thinking about, and that's kind of one of the reasons I called, is he's really influenced by his parents. And I thought about going to talk to his parents. Uh, You shouldn't. Uh, More like if the FBI shows up at their door, that (laughs) way. I'm serious. Again, if he knows that you're the one caring enough to talk to his parents you've just escalated it another notch mm-hmm. on the other hand if you get somebody like the seriously the fbi or what local authority whatever it is to go in there and make the parents understand that this is unacceptable mm-hmm. uh, well it's you know i mean it sounds really childish because we're both 40 years old and it's you know but we've been together an extremely long time at close to 20 years and it's just i don't know if he just can't make that emotional detachment or it's sad yeah, he can't get on yeah. with his life. I mean, if he could take the energy that he's he's putting toward your car tires and your <laughs> telephone machine and put yeah, it the, toward... Yeah, the people that did you like me a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, no kidding. I mean, you know, there really needs to be some sort of service that is not... It's not the marshals. It's not the police. It's not the FBI. The stalking service. Yeah, where there's like some guy who could just go to the guy's house, knock on the door, say, you don't know me, but this is from your ex-wife, and just sock the guy right in the ribs and go, you want me to come back tomorrow? I thought about that, too, because I've had people that have volunteered. Well, you know, you should let my friend talk to him. But then I'm afraid, you know, I don't want to make a childish thing out of it. If he he knows it's related to me, then there'll be some sort of retaliation. Right, I right. think the parental thing is not a bad angle. Yeah. And <clears throat> if you could if, if you could get the cops to call his parents, that'd be great. If you could get one, if you have a buddy who's like an actor, or who could pull it off, who could go, uh, yes, this is uh, is this a so and so residence officer Abramowitz? Oh, oh, he's no longer at this residence. Okay, because we had some questions surrounding a restraining order and some other destruction of physical property. Uh, uh, section number two two seven eight five nine or zero zero banger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like throw a little lingo and then go. Well, we'll try to reach him at his residence. Do you have that number? And then just let the, just get the parents tipped off. I swear to God, I think if you did something like that, the parents would first call they'd make us to him, and they'd probably freak on the guy a little. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm, Lynn. I'm this just is afraid a tough to do one. Anything. I would definitely go to that. You know, I, he's going to retaliate and bring in all the force that's available. I'm sorry if it's not servicing your needs at this point, but uh, you know, if they can go talk to the parents, have them do it. Mm. Good luck, Andrea. Hi. Hey, you're on Love Line. Thanks. Um, 
Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Um, I've had really, really bad experiences with roommates. And um, I want your advice, actually, because um, this last time, um, a roommate of mine, I had moved out and because he totally turned psycho on me. And um, basically, um, we were still friends after that, amazingly enough, and uh, basically, um, he uh, he works with me, too, and uh, he still works with me, and um, we got in a huge fight one night, and uh, this was after I had moved out, and he uh, served me with papers, a restraining order, and um, I got one against him also, and... All right, uh, so what is your question for us? Basically, um... He's made my life hell. I've been to jail because of him, because um, he pressed an assault charge against me. And Did stuff. you assault him? No. No, it was um, basically, I feel, a mutual thing. If anything, I was trying to get away from him. Uh-huh. And, but you, but yeah. you got in a knee to the groin before you got to the door? <laughs> basically, You yeah. a big gal, Andrea? No, <laughs> not at all. Um, I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm average size, I would say. Okay, so what's what do you want to know? I want to know um, basically what I can do. Um, it's driving me nuts. I mean, he works with me. and But you're not living with the guy anymore. No, but um, I have to work with him. We what? work in close proximity to it, each other. There's no way you can find a way out of that? Um, well, basically, this is like the best paying job I've ever had. And I don't really want to leave because of personal problems. Are there any managers or anything you can appeal to? Well, th see, that's the thing. I've tried that. They've told me to ignore it. They've told me they basically won't deal with it. Is 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 he... Are you guys on the same level? I mean, uh, he's not a supervisor of yours or anything like that. Oh, no. Uh-uh. But he is a favorite. Is he ever. hassling you at work? Um, no, but his friends are. Hmm. Who used to be my friends until this all happened. Sheesh. So it, you just have a lot of anger and resentment toward the guy, and, it, and it's tough to go to a to, to place of, of work and and deal with it and have it staring staring you in the face. Well, it's not really even anger or resentment. It's just sadness because, you know, I mean, I I don't know what to do. I mean, I want, I want so badly to just be able to say, hey, this is over and done with. Well, but every time... Every time people stare me in the face at work, I know that they all know. They all know this what went a, on because one, he told everyone. To, in, in one, uh, to one extent, this is uh, similar to the junior high school behavior that we were talking about earlier. People, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Picking, isolating He's somebody out. very junior high-ish, and, and so uh, are you know, all of his friends back. at work there, which is about a third of our shift. Have you always had chaotic relationships, intense relationships? Basically. All right. So those, you're your drama finder. Yeah, basically. That's not, that's um, not, not good, not, Andrea. That's not. Good. I mean, it's not like I um, consciously seek it out. I, I, I understand, but you but you do it nonetheless. It happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. That's so Andrea. Good. So all right. So what Drew's saying is take some responsibility for where you're at right now, yeah. and let's try to remedy it. I would. Yeah. You want us to call the guy? Oh no. Oh, uh, come on. If you called him, he would probably throw me in jail. I mean, because that that's how the restraining order works. We are to have no contact. All right. Listen, Andrea. Yeah. Can you 
just slip him a note that says, meet me at the commissary at noon. I just want to clear up a few things and, and no, let's no. move on. No, no, no. You no, can't no. do that? No, no, no. Well, you got to work with the no, guy. No, 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 no. Yeah, she has to work with the guy, but she has to get over it herself. She has to end that relationship. You don't think she could pull him aside and say, no. look, we're working together. No. Let's look. We both made some mistakes. Mm-mm. Let's just let bygones be bygones. And I have no problem working with you. And let's just move on with our lives. He won't do that. I, I don't think she can, given the legal situation. I think she needs to generate her own group of friends, her own support network, avoid the chaos, avoid the drama, and uh, just get on and focus on your job. If that's what's important to you in that environment, not the social relationships, focus on the job. Develop the support network you need to be comfortable and focus on your job, or else leave the job and find a new environment. Okay. Okay. You you, you you've got to you've got to take responsibility for generating this kind of chaos and drama in your life. It, it is something that you do, you create, and I'm certainly you didn't anticipate it going to this this extreme, but take responsibility, like Adam said. I think that's worthwhile. Yeah, and there's certain people that are chaos and drama magnets, it's not, and it's, it's always not, yeah. it's always not a healthy it's thing. the roommate, yeah. it's the son of a bitch who was in the next lane on the freeway, right. it's it's the guy behind the counter at the Circle K that wasn't giving them the respect that they that they should garner, yeah. you know, <clears throat> but it follows them around. And then there's other people that nobody messes with, no one ever messes with. Right. Try to become one of those people. Right. We'll all go through our lives separately. With no contact. We'll have like a velvet rope around us, a little 10-foot buffer zone. And once in a while, we'll bang into each other like a bumper car at the Six Flags. Someone will just bounce right off and go the opposite directions. Everyone will die soon, and we'll all be happy. (laughs) Call Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. The phone call is free. The advice is free. Then it's up to you. Loveline, we'll be right back. Let me give the phone number out, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191. That is the Loveline phone number and the fax number, 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones we go with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Karen. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Yeah. Well, um, I suspect my husband is gay. Uh-huh. Why do you suspect that? Pardon me? Why do you suspect that? Because, well, he has this friend that comes over all the time, and they sit, like, really close on the couch together and play footsies and, you know, are touching each other all the time. And I got up and went to the bathroom, and I came out, and it looked to me like they were kissing each other, and when I, when they heard me, they both, like, snapped their head back and... <clears throat> he and did you ask him what's going on well i I tried, and he goes, he's just a friend. What are you talking about all right let me let me do a little uh, background uh, on this gentleman I'm afraid here. We <clears throat> diet soda consumer pardon me does he enjoy the diet soda diet soda he loves it loves diet soda, okay, I'm gonna give him five points for that um <clears throat> is he a neat guy? 
Does he straighten up things? All the time. Okay, that's seven points. Uh, wait a minute, we're not there yet. What about um, what about yogurt? Does he enjoy yogurt? Um, did I know him? Uh, he eats it. Once in a while. Once in a while. I will not add nor deduct any yogurt points there. Uh, you guys have some cats? Cats? Yes. Yes. More than one? Two. Oh, two. All right. Well, I got a, oh, that's, uh, that's a big 12-pointer there. Does he wear t- turtleneck sweaters when it's unnecessary? Yes. Maybe a little warm for yeah. a turtleneck? Yeah. That's... Well, that's five points there. Now we're getting to the 25-point bonus question. You know what that is, Karen? Oh, the, you forgot the potpourri. Oh, potpourri. Do you enjoy potpourri? Um, like incense? Well, like the basket of the smelly leaves. Yeah, anything that smells good. Yes. Okay. And doesn't uh, doesn't smell like uh, brute or old spice or, you know, that wouldn't be a, a gay scent. Musk. Musk. Musk is a man's scent because it smells crappy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so he enjoys the potpourri and the incense. Yes. Oh, this is really starting to tally up here. We may have a winner. What about, now here's a 25-point bonus question. Does he have the squeegee in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. No. No. He does not. What? He has a squeegee in the bathroom? Yeah. What's he use it for? Couldn't tell you. He doesn't let me go in the bathroom when he goes in there. Oh, all right. Well, that was a 25-point bonus question. Karen? Uh-huh? I'm sorry. You're 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 married to uh, Rip Taylor. <laughs> you're kidding me. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. The math doesn't lie. He has one of the highest scores we've ever had here on Loveline. Really? Yeah. Oh, is my it, God. Is he there? No. He said a... Uh, Ethel Merman reunion show or something? <laughs> Where is he? I don't know. He See, at night he leaves, and um, he doesn't come back until I'm already asleep. What's he doing at night? I don't know. Is he dressed like a cowboy or a construction worker when he returns? Um, you don't know. Where, wait a minute. What kind of marriage is this? What kind of marriage is this? Come on. Karen. Karen. Yes. Are you two really married? Yes. We've been married for almost a year. And you don't know where he goes at night? <laughs> don't you think it's kind of bizarre? Huh? You don't think that's kind of bizarre? Um, well, I do. That's why I'm calling. I don't understand what's going on. I mean, aside from Adam's list, there is just the mere fact that you found your husband making out with some guy. Well, I... And that he goes away every night. You don't know where he goes. I mean, that's that's very weird. I mean, what kind of relationship is that that... I mean, most married couples share their days with each other. I mean, if he's going away and working and doing something where he has to be away from you, that's one thing. Well, he works during the day. Yeah, you guys don't even have a life. I know. What business is he in? Pardon me? What business is he in? He's in construction. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait a minute. No, that throws off the whole thing. We have to deduct nine points now. I was in construction, you know, so it's a huge deduction. Huh. And he drives a truck? Does he drive a truck? No, he drives a um, a car. Uh huh. What color? Blue. Hmm. That's a no pointer, by the way. Only uh, pink or black would be either be a d- addition or deduction. Karen. Yes. You're you're taking this all in stride. 
<laughs> you, you've been married for a year. You're you're almost a newlywed. Yeah. Your husband was uh, possibly making out with a friend of his. I've declared him gay. <laughs> he he, he uh, he's out each night. You you do not know where. Well, it's not every night, but it's like at least three times a week. All right, but something's up here, and you don't seem to care enough. Well, I do. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know what to do. Confront I, I think you're going to have to confront him. Yeah. I've tried. What does he say? Well, I asked him, you know, I said, I suspect this, and he's no, like. Wh- where does he go every night? I don't know. Why don't you confront him about that? And then I and I don't know, or it's nowhere, or just whatever. You want specifics. Yeah. And have a, have a you deserve the information. Karen. You want yeah. to have a, make a life with this guy. Karen. Yes. This is your husband. Yeah. It's your marriage. Do you are you interested in it enough to get involved with it enough to save it? I would love I love him more than anything in the world. Okay, so you need to find out nay or gay. You understand? <laughs> yeah. You need to find out so you can base your life then on the decision. Meaning if he's gay, you gotta move on. All right, Karen? Yeah. You need to find out. Good luck. I think she doesn't want to find out. Exactly. Is maybe it's maybe exactly what it right. is. Usually, when people don't ask, yeah, it's kind of like they uh, know the answer. They don't want to know. You know, I'm I'm thinking back in school. I never once said, "Hey, did those tests get graded yet?" I'm curious <laughs> how I did. Never, ever, because I knew how I did, and I didn't want to be humiliated. I mean, I didn't, I didn't need to know what I already suspected. Right. Am I right, Drew? Didn't have to have it drilled into you again. And you were like the nerd in the front of the class when on it was like Friday and it was like three o two and the teacher was going, "All right, well enjoy." And you were going, oh, "Well, it's our homework assignment." Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Zach, hi, how are you? Good. It's uh, finally good to talk to you guys. I've been listening to you for a while, and you, and you guys are a big source of uh, enjoyment and comfort for me. Thank you, Zach. Um, I know she already left, but uh, I'd have loved to have gotten a chance to talk to Nancy to say uh, hello to Mr. Sinatra for me and happy birthday. Well, I'm I'm sure he's... He happy has, birthday? I guess he's happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, he just turned 80. Wow. I'm Mr. Sure. Mr. Mr. Sinatra. He's 80. I can't believe that. What did you think he was, like 55? Oh, 65, She's 70. 56, yeah, for Christ's right. sake. Did, did you see her spread? She's beautiful. Well, no, she didn't spread while she was in here. Oh, <laughs> thanks for the, thanks for the laugh, Zach. Yeah, we did. Yeah, she looks good and looks good in person. I might add. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how's everybody doing over there? Yes, yeah, fine, Zach. All right, uh, let me uh, let me say one thing, and then I'll get on to what I'm going to. Uh, that that female that talked a, a couple people before about her uh, ex husband not leaving her alone. Right, right. Just get a higher hit. You know, you can take care of that a couple grand, and, it, and it's all, all over right, with. All right. yeah, we should ask Nancy about that. Yeah, you know. Well, no, I didn't say that. You said that. All right, Zach, go uh, ahead. All right, uh, I've been seeing this. Uh, I've been seeing this girl for for about a month or so now, and we've known each other for a while, on and off. But we we've just kind of gotten close, and we're buddy and buddy, and hanging around, having a good time. And I've got some feelings for her, and I, I spend the night over her place, but we don't fool around too much. We're just trying to play it cool. You know, to uh, you know, to see if we're going to dig each other. I mean, we we've, we've both been through many situations. Uh, you know, having sex too quick, and and uh, 
and and it's just not working out and dudding out. And you know we're going to wait a a good while, you know, to see if we really match as as a pair of people together before we you know we bring in a, a physical How about aspect. That? Zach. Yes. Wait, wait a minute. I'm not sure if I buy Zach's rap completely. No, no, I'm straight up. You want to talk to my girlfriend? She's she's sitting in the other. All right, room she's your girlfriend. You guys are making out. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. Touching tongues. Yeah. All right, come on. Touch tongues right now. Touch tongues. Come in here. <laughs> She's listening on the other radio. All right, come in here, Les. Come in there. Les. You're calling her Les? She's coming. <laughs> Chivalry is not dead. Oh, we're, we're having carrot tongue touching. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, touch a little tongue. Come here. What? Come on. What's up? tongue touching. Why? Because Just touch tongues. On the radio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Touching God. tongues Thanks. on the radio. All right. Yeah, right. I just yeah. <laughs> make no, sure seriously. she do it. All right. So you guys are having Yeah, but some... see, my, my question is, okay, by waiting and stuff like that, or, or is it in a way, are we setting ourselves up for a fall? Like, no. If sexually it doesn't work, then, no. then the whole thing's going to be ruined, or no. is it going to make it better? You you, you you can be that letdown. It's that feeling I have after each Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I like think the four, last one was the Bengals. It's like, Bengals yeah. N- yeah, I mean, the last the last good one? Yeah, Bengals 49 Yeah, I mean, you wait the whole year. There's a huge hype. Everything's going to be the greatest ever, and then you, it's over, and you get that sort of... Uh, most of them are like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to live up to what you guys are building it up to be. No, oh, come on. But that No, but you can still wait. It'll be. It could be. No, no, no. I, I think. Oh, come on! It's not going to be as good as. Yeah, I don't know. With Zach at the helm, though. I mean, if if they are able. Hey, to, I'm, I'm trying here. If come they on. are able to develop a committed, intimate, emotional relationship, it's going to work physically. They'll make it work. That's why. See, one thing. All right, I'll, it's I'll let not you know like right the here. Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not the. Uh, you know, I'm not the the guy that's only had a couple sexual experience. I mean, I'm going to admit, you know, I've been around, and there's a lot of things I'm not really that proud of. And we both have some same feelings about that for, for Zach. Zach, for Zach does your uncle have a farm? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Zach, you're right on You're right on target. You got no, Your instincts no. are – Zach, Zach, yeah. your instincts are good. You're on target. Stay with it, Stay all right? Stay with it, Zach. I, I had the feeling just from Zach's tone that he – he had a few indiscretions sexually in his day that maybe he'd done a few women that were just a little bit outside of the supermodel or waif model brackets. Just, you know, just to one side of the colon. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying in, in, in Canada. I'm just saying just right next to it. I just had that feeling talking to Zach. Love Line will be right back when we're damn good and ready. just about out of time. We want to thank the lovely Sherry on the phones, the fantabulous uh, producer Ann, the svelte and angular one. Uh, Brett doing a great job of filling in for the uh, nutless wonder Mike, who's off uh, banging his gravel hauling woman somewhere up up north. But yeah. we'll, be ba- we'll be back and we can say whatever we want about him. Drew, why don't you read the address? And if you're Real, writing... Wait a minute, let's, uh, let's sell. we got ten seconds left. If you're writing show, to us, go. it's Loveline, P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, 90078. And the email address is LUV191 on America Online. Drew, tell them what they've won. 
Parting gifts. Fantastic. And we'll talk to you tomorrow night. So that's it, then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. happy. The line's producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everybody, Giovanni here for your first Superfan Synopsis for episode 116 of Classic Worldwide. This episode originally aired March 10th, 1996, a Sunday night show, so beginning of a new week, with guest Nancy Sinatra, and this is Nancy's only known appearance of the Adam Carolla era. Brett is filling in for engineer Mike, who is up north having a sex weekend, as Adam puts it, with his gravel-hauling out-of-state girlfriend. Adam jokes about the $4.95 price tag for Nancy's May 1995 issue of Playboy, and later when she comes into the show, he actually uh, flips through it, but he asks her permission first, something he would always go on to do with Playmate guests, where he wouldn't look at it in front of them unless they kind of gave him permission. Adam watched Radio Days, and he saw Species for the first time over the weekend, which is going to come up again in Classic Love Line as Natasha Hensbridge will eventually guest on the show, and she's one of the several famous beautiful women with a crush on Adam, including Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas, and previously that Wild Orchid, and Jennifer Grey. Adam talks about buying a 200 thread count sheet, fitted sheet. Uh, he's ranting about sheets uh, popping off in the middle of the night, and this could be related to the uh, infamous Danny Two Sheets story, make fun of his third partner, Daniel Kellison. Uh, Nancy joins them after the first break. They have a discussion about these boots. Uh, she's doing an auction, auctioning off a pair of boots, but not the boots from the song. Adam mocks priced autograph sessions, something to this day he still refuses to do, where you charge people different amounts of money based on what you're signing. There's lots of discussion about uh, Nancy's father, Frank, in this episode, including a young female caller who's quite obsessed with his work. Adam asks her about the various characters of the Rat Pack surrounding her as her dad. All in all, this is just another weird, rare show. Uh, Nancy is an atypical guest, someone you wouldn't normally hear of on a call and advice show for teens. And she's totally honest, and you really couldn't get a better guest. As far as early 1996 guest shows go, despite nothing exceptional happening, it's a uh, real standout. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed Adam's intro, too. And as per usual, it was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Modern Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood would love to take your call. Listener's discretion is advised and was advised. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Podcast One. On Facebook, Podcast One there as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. We also have an app available on PodcastOne.com. You can get it on and mahalo.